Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. Look at that. Your bi-weekly info dump for all comics news. Excelsior. Is that the one you want to go with? Yeah. All right, I cool. Like Excelsior. I like Excelsior, too. It's, like, simple. It's, it's How long has he been doing that? Or forever. Stanley. Dude. How long has Stan Lee been saying oh, that? Because I remember reading in the... The soapbox, uh, like some uh, the Fantastic Four books, the True Believer books. Yeah, they'll have Stan soapbox right there. Excelsior. Yeah. yeah. So how long has that been going on? Uh, probably forever. Yeah, and probably since like the beginning of Marvel Comics. Marvel Comics. Yeah, Do you like, guys know what that means? Like, does that have a meaning? It's in the, it's in the dictionary, as Stan Lee's catchphrase. Wow. No, what? it's not. Man, that's, <laughs> that's a life goal right there. <laughs> it's not in the dictionary. Oh, um. I think he looked at. A, I I don't know what it is. I'll whoop out Google real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's, it's. But he looked it up because he wanted. He did want a stamped catchphrase or something, and he was like Excelsior. That is awesome. Excelsior is a Latin word translated into English as a motto meaning "ever upward." Nice, nice. I I, I feel so inspired. Oh man, I don't even know what to do. What? I wonder if he thought of that because of like. You know, Superman was always like up, up in a way, and he wanted to kind of get close to that. Sounds like a like, real hippie thing, also to say, like yeah. ever upward, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stay up. Like, because we say it stay now. Up yeah, with Stanley High. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. I don't sure. know, man. I've seen. I don't yeah. know. He, he always he wore made those, stripperella. Yeah, he always wore those glasses. Those little yeah, little, little, little tinted glasses. Yeah, he always had those tinted glasses. Stripperella. Oh, that did, that made it to syndication on TV too, it right? Did. It did. Oh man. Oh, I gotta find. I gotta look that up. Yeah. Rest in peace, Stanley. Rest in peace. All right, guys, let's get into some news first. Um, what do we have as far as news? I have. What do you guys got? Did you see uh, Jim Lee finished his sixty for sixty comic sketches oh, and yes. raised eight hundred thousand dollars for gosh. for comic shops for local comic shops. When Corona hit, he started it. When Corona, yeah. And that's so cool. So he did like 60 drawings. And he actually got other artists to donate too. Yeah. To the same. um, Yeah. He had works with like uh, Olivier Mm Coppel to donate one. Arthur Adams. Arthur Adams donated one. Uh, I think Ken Lashley did one. I think so too. I think you're right. I think Mark Brooks did Mark Brooks do. I feel like. I want to say Mark Brooks did one too. He got a bunch of artists. Like if, you know, Jim Lee calls you. And it was really cool because the way he did it was whoever like, so he started off with one piece and then whoever won that bid on eBay got to pick the next character. And then, and then he got to do that. You can keep going. Oh yeah. I was just showing you. Oh yeah. The, um, the black label Batman book. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The jock, the jock. Yeah. Uh, Came out with the, I've been seeing his, um, you know who jock is? No. Oh man. You gotta look him up. You gotta he's, look him he's up. Like man. a super cold artist, bro. Dude, he's, he's like a modern day Bill K- Sunkevitz. Yes, he's very. He's he's probably one of my most inspirational 
artist, I would say his style is just very J O C K comics jock. So he did that. Uh, he and Francesco Francavilla did the Black Mirror. Oh, dude, he's such a oh, good artist too, Francavilla. Such a such a good story, and that was with the Nightwing Batman or yes. the Dick Grayson Batman. Dick Grayson Batman. And uh, now uh, it was announced this week that Jock will be doing a three issue Black Label story. Wow. For DC Comics, starring Batman, and I've seen some preview work. Man, that stuff Dude. looks. Yeah, I saw him post on his Instagram some yeah. of his uh, panels and pages and stuff. So good. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I'm. They announced Superman is going to have a new costume. His son that's oh, taking yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty cool, actually. When I first saw it, uh, let me see if I can pull it up because I thought I had saved it. To is this it right here? It's from his number one, or is it? Is that else? it? No, no, no. It's That's like different. That was like when he when they introduced his son and the whole like Justice League or whatever. But I guess they redid it. It's more armored, actually. I was looking for it because like I had read the style? article too. Um, hmm. saw, Maybe. Man. Oh, here it is. Yeah, name. it's not too. Um, I was looking for it. I know they made the announcement. I saw the news article, and then I went to the. Well, maybe it is kind of like it is like that. Yeah, that is it. Does it have? Does he have? Sh- oh, does he have like shoulder? Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that is it. They do, this cover just had a different color scheme on it. What I really like about this costume yeah, is that um, I don't know if y'all remember. Yeah, of course y'all remember. Um, what was it? Superman Red oh, and Blue, yeah. where it had like the electric style S. Um, yeah. I always liked it whenever Superman characters like they had the variant. So this has wow. a yeah, this has a very angular styled S shield on him, which means hope. If you didn't know that, uh, I love how it, I love how the the top of it, the shoulders kind of go into the into cape. The cape. Yeah. That's really cool, man. And the I belt really looks cool it. too, guys. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. That's cool, guys. Yeah. Is Joey a psychic? Why is Joey a psychic? What I do this time? psychic? No, no, no. Uh, so I was reading uh, more comic news this past week, and there is an article asking the question, are the X-Men being positioned as Marvel's premier super team? I knew it. What? Joey talked about this on the last episode. He did. Right? Maybe he's secretly writing for them and not telling us. This mm. asshole. I hope they're secretly paying me. <laughs> <laughs> paying him in them uh, Marvel bucks. Yeah, Marvel no bucks. prize. A Marvel no prize. You can spend them at any Disney location. <laughs> you get paid exposure. Or what? You can see my credits on yeah, like one man. of the pages. No, the I just background. thought I, I saw the article. I was like, oh my God, Joey nailed it almost. Um, yeah, he was. Because you were, you were saying that they were the first ones on the scene in X-Men number one. And I countered that, well... They kind of have to be. They're right there. But if you really think about it, putting them out front and center in front of the public, you know, let's not deal. Let's not worry about them being mutants. Let's just save people in in the open, out in the open. Stop working from the shadows. Save people out in the open and people will hail you as heroes, as the heroes that you deserve to be. Yeah, not only that, but their scope is just so much bigger now compared to, like, the Avengers or compared to the Fantastic Four. I mean, um, because they have the the whole council on Mars, remember? Uh, There's, like, an intergalactic council. So there's a lot of threats that are going on. I think there was, like, a Kree. There was, uh, how many people that were there? There There's, like, nine different races that were there. Um, So the scope that they're protecting or that they're aware of it's just it's it's bigger, and so anything that's happening on Earth, they're right there, and also you know they already have awareness of a lot of other threats that could be happening uh, before they even get there. 
So not only are they going to be there faster, they're going to yeah. be more efficient because they can. They're like, I love the whole thing now with like, with all the mutants are working together. Like that's the big that's the big thing. You have villains and you have, you have heroes on the same team. Uh, you have Magneto, who is uh, one of the, the the leaders of them right now. Uh, Magneto is one of these most my favorite characters in all of Marvel. He is a badass. I'll, we'll get that a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. But um, he's uh, I mean, even whenever he was depowered, like that Colin Bun run, mm-hmm. it was scary. Oh yeah. Uh, I, oh yeah. So they they just have a better roster. They have they have a better roster. Uh, the X Men are they have been stepped on for so long. They all have mutants themselves. So the the gasket is just out, man. The the the, the, the I don't know how the shit time, hit the fans. Time to shine, bro. There you go. Yeah. Time to shine. And not yeah. only that, but also co- the the comics. I know a lot. Of, I don't know how people will feel about this, but the comics definitely are affected by the movies. Oh yeah, I mean, well, so yeah. with the X Men getting primed and ready to pop up in the MCU and possibly be the ones that carry uh, the next couple, uh, you know, the next decade or so. However, of movies, uh, exactly. I'm thinking the comics are going to reflect that as well. So I can that, see that. That's that's that was my whole thinking behind it. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah. I'm also psychic. Yes. <laughs> What am I thinking? What am I thinking right now? Tacos? No? Thinking, shut up, Joey. Oh, pages. <laughs> pages. Yeah, pages. pages. Am I thinking pages? They're yeah, thinking, pages. let's show Mondo after this podcast. <laughs> pages. Uh, um, um, one small tidbit. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the pronunciation of Shang-Chi. Oh. Dude. So, so that's a big thing? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yes. Shang-Chi. So, Kevin Feige, whenever he they uh, pr- uh, presented it, he pronounced it Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and the trailer is pronounced Shang Chi. Right. So it's well, okay. So Simu Liu, yeah, the director, no, the actor, no, he's the, the actor. actor. Yeah, the actor. Sorry, the actor Simu Liu tweeted out Shang Chi because he tweeted out the phonetic pronunciation of his name. And then he tweeted, uh, like, followed with the phonetic yeah. pronunciation of Shang Chi, and this whole time, you know, Shang. Yeah, I see it as Shang, and I'm like, oh, I am so sorry. Yeah, I've been pronouncing. I always, I'm it. always. Well, we talked about my grammar last yeah. episode, but like, <laughs> I'm always mispronouncing stuff just yeah. because I read it differently. But it's good to know that because that's Definitely. you know how these Absolutely. characters want to be portrayed, right. and you know representation is important and it's such a really cool thing because um anytime that uh you know I've ever seen it it's almost add that little text inflection shang chi yeah, yeah exactly that long yeah. Name. no no yeah. no now, you're right now i'm going to know shang, it's shang chi so, when you know better you do better and also you would like, hope yes and also uh you know like in the future if i ever meet anybody that's like of chinese descent you know and i have questions i'm not going to be afraid to ask yes. because i learned something based off of off a movie dude yeah, when that's the love of comic books, you, we yes. learn more about the Are world. Are you gonna and about be like, people. so? How many pet dragons do you have? <laughs> Racist. <laughs> <laughs> I get fired up. Gosh. No, because that's so. Yeah. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah. No, no, the Batman noise. We've seen the yeah. Whatever. It is. No, we've seen the the trailer because it was you know with this latest trailer they they oh, made the, yeah. the the pronunciation of his name. But then yeah, yeah. yeah so we've all seen that trailer. So yeah, let's talk about some Shang Chi. Shang Chi. Oh bad. my Damn god, it. we I just, just went again. over this. Wow, Muscle memory. We let's just went over this. Re- I want to know. Okay, <laughs> wait. First thing I want to because I I need to know this really bad right. Like 
the dragon that was under the water. I was. I don't under, think it is. I was under the. You Big know who I'm pool? talking about? Yeah, I was under the impression it was that, but I don't think it is. Somebody else said that it was uh, the eternal. Was it something like the eternal dragon? Yeah, or? like one of the eternal yeah. dragons. Like, yeah, that would. Re- been but so cool. but that would be related to Iron Fist, yeah. which could reintroduce Iron Fist to the MCU. So still cool. Yeah, still cool. Still cool. The uh, the cool thing about it and um, was the implementation of the Ten Rings, and I had a question. Oh for my you guys God! Because yes, because I know that I know that the Ten Rings used to represent like so, like they were like Captain Planet rings almost. Yeah. Um, but has Shang-Chi ever had Shang-Chi? Damn it. Has he ever been, uh, like a, like a power user? Like he has, has he ever had, cause in the, the, the film he's using like energy blast and like kind of manipulating and he's using the different rings, interchanging them. No, Mm-mm. no. So this no. is new. So it's, it's just the Kung so, Fu master. Oh yeah. He was, man, in his origin, it was a little problematic because it was the seventies and there were all these Kung Fu flicks mm. that. People were flocking to at the time. Bruce Lee was big. Oh, man. You know, and so uh, Marvel was like, hey, let's get in on this. And they created uh, Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, you know. Um, and so that's it. It followed in the the pattern of uh, the the TV show Kung Fu. Yeah. Like, oh, man, the 70s were wild. So it was so much like cultural like super heavy cultural appropriation like oh. we're just gonna take everything and you know exploit it and try to make as much money as we can off of it you know they had all these uh kung fu flicks uh they had bruce lee they had oh, kung cool. fu the tv show with david carradine oh yeah that carried on into the 80s uh they had what, what was it um oh man they had a shogun it was a mini series oh. of a westerner in japan and like Man, my parents went nuts over that. I remember watching that. I'm like, what are we watching? This this is wild. Like, where are the ninja swords? Yeah. <laughs> my my uh, eight-year-old brain, the only thing I wanted to see were ninjas and ninja swords. Ninja swords. And, like, why is this guy talking all the time? Like, that's all they do is talk. I don't want to hear talking. Oh, no fighting. No kung fu. This and and I never, like, I never got into the whole... Um, you know, kung fu and karate and ninjas. I don't know. I just never did. And I remember wanting to try to dive into to Shang Chi comics and like he like the first issue I saw, he was like fighting Dracula or something. Oh, yeah. Mm. And it was like it was very intimidating. I was like, I don't. What is this? I don't even want to dive into this because it looks intense. Like, well, see, looks- I mean, I've always, uh, I've always, I've always been a fan of like the uh, the Eastern films, like Journey to the West. Um, and you know, uh, some like, I think it's called Wuxia, mm. Wuxia film, like the puppets. Um, it's all like, really cool. Uh, the uh, uh, the animation, the flowingness of it, it's the the motion of the characters mm. are telling. It's almost like a dance, almost. Yeah. But you're watching animation, not like Eastern kung fu flicks. It's completely different. Oh yeah, I guess super ninjas. Well, okay, well... Go out and find it. Super ninjas. Super abilities. So I've never... I've, I have bought Shang-Chi... The, you, like the, you like the three ninjas? Joey. <laughs> Joey. Do we have to take you outside and have this talk? We might. <laughs> Shang-Chi. We good? I think Mike's but, giving us... Yeah, he's, yeah, we're good. Yeah, cool. All, All right. right, so shang Again, he was asking if he, he was, Mike was our producer. Yeah, Mike, was asking if we he, we need help beating you up. That's yeah, what he's asking. That's what he's like, good. He's you got a Billy Club in his hand. <laughs> he's ready, man. He's ready to beat the Shang out of you. 
Oh man. Oh my god. So I, I bought the uh the new Shang Chi run. Uh-huh. Um yeah. so where it's like the uh where's like the Marvel Universe versus him, right? Mm-hmm. It's good, right? It is Di- really good. Rian is on there? I think is that so. how you say his name, Dike? I pronounce it DK Ruan. DK Ruan. Okay. So I have uh it's been in my pool, but I've only read the first it, first two mm-hmm. issues. So that's the only kind of comic of Shang-Chi that I have been, been introduced to. Mm. Are there any prominent Shang-Chi stories that he's me. been featured in that we know of? I think he's getting a big push because he's got a movie coming out. Has mm-hmm. he ever been a, a key player in any of the past Oh, you events? know what? He was a part of the Avengers in the, the Jonathan Hickman run. Okay. He, was, he was one of those Avengers, the, the global Avengers. When, and they Hick- were like, we have to get bigger. If Hickman yeah. used them, I'm excited because it probably yeah. means he has like some notes scribbled somewhere for probably. him. Probably. I yeah. hope so, man. Yeah. So he was he was an Avenger. In but that. it looks pretty uh, cool. He's uh, assisted Spider-Man a couple of times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Had a, mm-hmm. like, I think when Spider-Man yeah. lost his powers. powers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He trained him in how to do that. Um, I mean, he's basically been a touchstone throughout the Marvel Universe for a lot of different characters. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Simone Liu, uh, the actor, shouted out like uh, about more uh, Asian portrayals in movies. Yeah. I think like 10 years ago, maybe. A little bit later than, or earlier than that. And then now he's bringing Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And that's not only is that he bringing him to the big screen, he's making that comic. Because I don't know if that comic book would have existed besides that movie. And I wouldn't have read it unless the movie was out. So yeah. it's really cool that it's uh, it's it's introducing people. Well, even the run, like, immediately. And there was a, so there was a run immediately preceding this current run. And I think it was only five issues as well. And it was the downfall of his father's organization, um, organization the, the Five Deadly Hands. Um, and that, that art was split between Philip Tan and DK Ruin at the time. So... Like that was a pretty good series, um, and I think I on a, like here's an aside: the way they did that, they did one volume of five issues, and then they did another volume of five issues, or doing another volume of five issues. I think that's how comics should be done. Yeah, like do it like in little little volumes instead not, of like full like twenty issue runs or or not like, or like eight hundred issues. Oh, man. Yeah, this is, I, I think I think they find need to find a new way to to make comics. Uh, Make them fit more like like seasons. Like what Milestone is doing. They're yeah. doing season one, yeah. episode one something through like six. That. Stuff, stuff like that. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I think we might be doing something like that too, right? I, we might be doing something like that. I hope so. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing something like that. So. All right, Joe, you got any news, bud? Yeah, man. Uh, so I, I actually found out this news today, and I was so excited. And I know this is called the long box, but fuck it. Here we go. Digimon. All right. So for those of y'all that don't know, I'm a re- I see the faces. If you guys could see this recording, they're just so cute. Cue the closing music, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is gonna be a <laughs> really quick news. Digimon <laughs> season two is getting a reboot movie. Moving on. All right. Hey, there he is. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about all that. Okay. Uh, no, it's great. It's great. You're I excited. Should, I actually afterwards, did. afterwards, we'll go for ice cream. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you I guys actually did fans. watch. I actually did watch Digimon Saturday morning cartoons only so that I wouldn't miss the beginning of the good shows. Yes, well, see, because X Men came on the same time. It was X Men, then it was Digimon, then it was Fighting Foodons, then it was this other stuff. And we're not gonna talk about Fighting Foodons. Yeah. I think this is the first time Fighting oh, Foodons has been mentioned anywhere ever. In the last yeah, I just remember years. Digimon had a character called Jolly Rancher or something. Was it right? It was like Ranch Jolly Rancher or something. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's probably. Are you talking about Monster Rancher? Maybe that was oh, it. Oh man. Same thing. That's like maybe. a whole another thing. Man. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> you should. You should. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. You should, no, man, um, you should have seen Joey just light up. He was about to come across this table. I really like, like, how dare you? How dare how you dare sully you? the good name <laughs> in, of Digimon, in, the lesser of pocket monster <laughs> variations? And uh, okay, damn. I gotta take that L for a second. All right, rest in peace. That idea. Um, in other news, there was a, a still that was released for Hawkeye showing uh, Kate Bishop and mm-hmm. Jeremy Renner. Oh, um, dude. And I think they were they announced that it's confirmed that we're going to get both Hawkeye and Miss Marvel this year. So. Maybe. I, um, no, you're good. Hawkeye and Miss Marvel in the same year. I could. Yeah. Oh, uh, Hawkeye was announced for like November 24th. Yeah. So I got to pick on. And then Miss Marvel would be what? December, mm-hmm. I guess. Yes. I was really hoping for She-Hulk, but that's I'll what I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can wait some. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll take Miss Marvel. We'll yeah, it doesn't have a so Miss Marvel just says 2021, doesn't say a release date. Yeah, um, but I'm pretty excited about it because I'm really excited for the Marvels. Because I'm really um, curious what they can be doing with with uh, with Captain Marvel lore because I think the original Captain Marvel is coming back uh, in the comic books. I think there was an ad over here in Amazing Fantasy. I gotta pull it up, but yeah, I think uh, they're bringing back uh, Marvel. Whoa, I think it'd be pretty mm. cool. Speaking of, did you guys read Amazing Fantasy? I did not. What is it? Hold it up. Oh, remember I shared it to you guys in the chat. And I was oh yeah. About it. No, I saw that cover. I really yeah. need that cover. Carrie Andrews. So Carrie awesome. Andrews. That dude is a chameleon. It's wild. Yeah, he can do. Ugh, those artists like that just drive me wild, man. Yeah. Like inks and then. I'm, I'm missing it. No, but yeah. It, how is this? Avengers I type on Avengers. I don't think. I don't think Joey. I don't think Joey saw what he what he thinks he saw. I think I might be seeing stuff. Yeah. Um. Oh, they're looking at that. Man, we'll touch on some bullet points here. Let's go. Um, Paper Girls. Um, was having um, I don't know if you ever read that Kate Kate likes that story. Um, it's I think I read a couple issues, pretty good. What's that about? Um, I can't really remember honestly. I read like one issue. I'm gonna have her on the show <laughs> and bring it up. But they were they were like it's kind of like the Black Widow thing. They were dragging off this uh, TV series for a long time, and they finally made some headway, and now they just lost their like head writer, which oh, which got them which got them the actual pilot, like her her story script got the actual pilot. So. There wasn't any other news on why it was um, why she decided to leave or anything. Huh. Like creative differences, maybe, but maybe it was very vague, which was weird because normally they kind of give you some details. You know, she got out of the work or whatever. Um, that and then, man, cons like cons are starting up, but also they're getting kind of crazy. How uh, so? Um, Frank Miller was uh, a guest. You know, Frank Miller, he's really popular. Thought bubble in the UK. Yeah. And thought so bubble. Like he canceled, right? Or they? No, they stopped? kicked him out. Whoa! They, uh, he has a book that came out um, a couple years later after 9/11. That was very. So it was supposed to come out about three years after 9/11, right? And it got pushed back to ten years after 9/11. Well, because um, originally he wanted to make it a Batman story. Yeah. And yeah, they were like, no. And he just like adapted it to an indie book or something. Yes. Yes. It's called Terror or something. Holy Terror. Holy Terror. 
and it's very Islamophobic. And so um, one of the uh, major creators at this con is, you know, Islamic and Muslim. And they were like, I'm not going to come if this guy comes because which he's had that vernacular in his stuff for a while. Yeah. Like Miller. And this is not something that. So here, I mean, and he's since apologized. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even though he's a apo- the 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 one creator who called him out is right. Mm-hmm. Like unless Frank Miller comes out and make amends to this community, an apology isn't really enough because that book just carried on that Islamophobia, which fed into fear of his. You know, like his followers. A lot of them ate that up or, mm-hmm. you know, presumably ate that up and, and carry those thoughts and forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's very problematic. Yeah. Um, I know that he has come out and said that he's apologized, that he's no longer that person, that he couldn't uh, make those same stories today. Like he doesn't have it in him to make those same stories. Not that the climate has changed to the point where, oh, I'm not allowed to. No, he's. He's actually trying to do better, yeah. but I think unless he does some sort of uh, reparation style uh, action, gesture, toward, yeah. yeah, gesture towards his community, it's going to be a while before he's truly forgiven yeah. and and look and because he's done some work that is seminal in comics, mm-hmm. uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, uh, Daredevil: Born Again, you know, and that's all way before this holy terror before that really took hold is and even some of his uh, colleagues, his writers have come out uh, in the past and said, Oh, you know, he's really misogynistic. Everything from his uh, sin city stuff is really (laughs) misogynistic and xenophobic and everything. And you can see that you can definitely see that. I was definitely looking at, um, I have an electric comic here, electric assassin, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And we can talk more on that because, uh, Kind of ties into our next topic, but back to news. The um, Suicide Squad got a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't know if that's very like. That's not very telling. Yeah, not very telling. It is and it isn't because it is a James Gunn movie. Yes. And James Gunn makes decent movies. You know, he's not super heavy handed like uh, David Ayer and his Suicide Squad movie. The first Suicide Squad was... I I wasn't a fan of it. It had its moments. I loved the cast. I loved the interactions with the cast. But I just, some of it. I mean, the Joker was just, I I was one of the main people that was like, Jared Leto's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. Jared Leto could have been great. Could have been great. But but that whole, ah, ah. It's, it's, no, none of it was awesome. I hated it. But anyway. I think that DC was definitely trying to dip their toes into like a team movie. You know, with, with the Justice League. And team, yeah. like, while Marvel was still kind of building up the Avengers and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, because so, for me, it feels like they were working backwards to yeah. try to introduce a lot of people into one. Right. And to give them all their moments because, like, El, I think it was El Diablo or just Diablo. El Diablo. He had a really cool moment in the movie. Like, he, he had, like, a whole yeah. arc where he uh, he transformed his whole character. He didn't. I think he sacrificed himself or something like that. Um, and but just him, like, even the cinematics of it telling the story and him using the flames, yeah, like, that, that was really cool. cool Could have built more on that kind of stuff. But. I know. But uh, The Suicide Squad looks pretty ex- entertaining. The the trailers that have been released on it with John Cena and all like, the toilet bowl. And all yeah. Like, it's a symbol of justice. <laughs> like, 
I'm, I'm gonna be all for it, man. So. And Starro, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, yeah. dude. Like, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I know it comes out this week. So, well, this I, week. Yeah, this week. Oh, I didn't realize that. So, wait, what, Thursday or Wednesday or something. Like Friday. That? Friday. Friday. So. I mean, and so I'm definitely gonna watch it. For sure. And like, I don't, I don't go back and forth between DC and Marvel. I know Marvel is putting out better quality stuff. DC has some hits and a lot of misses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suicide Squad was de- for me. It was a miss, but it had its fun moments. Like I cannot, I know if I see it on TV, I will wait for the scene where Will Smith's Deadshot comes out and does the targeting. Oh yeah, <laughs> doing you know showing off like let's see what you can do. Him yeah. and Rick Flag. I love the interaction yes. between him and Rick Flag in that scene. Oh, so good. Come on, let's see what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that's a really cool scene to me. I just, I really love it. And, you know, and he's talking to him like, all right, here's what, here's what it's going to cost you. I want this, this, and this. And Rick Flagg, like, who do you think you're talking to? It's like, oh, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your boss. Because, you know, they're both sizing each other up. And he already, going into the situation, he already knows the quiet one is the one pulling the strings. See, I don't know who whose choice it was. Is I don't know if it was uh, the directors, or I don't know if it was Will Smith. But whenever he shot the gun the first time, and he couldn't believe that they actually gave him a live gun, he smelled it. Yeah, for the gunpowder. Yeah, yeah it's so cool. It's like yeah. tying everything together. Yeah, it was um, so great. Yeah, I uh, I'm pretty excited, man. I really hope that I know he's not. I don't I don't know if he's gonna be in it, but I really hope we see Deadshot again in, in future. In the uh, future, DCs. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's. I think uh, they've switched out. Uh, one black character for another black character with uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba and his uh, Bloodsport yeah. character. I could do anything. Which I mean, <laughs> you ever seen that skit? It's a UK skit. They oh, yeah. he goes into the coffee shop and he's like, "I'm Idris Elba. I want a job." <laughs> it's like, yeah. do you know how to make coffee? Like, I could do anything. <laughs> That's the mood I need. Yeah. Man. But yeah, I think Danny's right. Well, maybe later we'll probably see him. But I would have really loved to see the interaction between Will Smith and Andrew Oh, Elba, man, that would have been know? great. And then, like, Rick Flagg having no control over either one of them. Yeah. Like, whatever. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. Just don't die, you know? I'm super excited about King Shark, like, just because it's Sylvester Stallone. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he's voicing that. Yeah, he's and, and because the one the one that they played in um the Flash the series, he's all like like hulked out. Yeah, he yeah. looked, yeah. He like, looked super yeah. Hulk, dude. Oh my god, the Flash had lightsabers. Oh yeah, did you see that? This guy. This we guy. we just hit a tangent. I don't know if you guys heard it, but we just hit a tangent. Tangent. Joey's Joey's about to roll. All okay. right, hit yeah. it, Joey. Hit lightsabers. It. lightsabers. That was the most ridiculous shit I have seen. And I was a big fan of that show for a while. I think that I think that that episode killed that show for me. Somebody tried pulling up a comic panel where Barry Allen was, or was it Wally West? It might have been Wally West, where he was dragging a like a lightning bolt down, like he's running, dragging a lightning bolt down, and it looks like a. And I was like, no, don't try to cover this. Like uh, these guys are straight up having cool. a lightsaber duel. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. if Flash was running and he, like, pulled a lightning yeah. bolt and did some zoo shit, that would have been amazing. Because, you know, that's, like, the the but, one go-to that people do that are trying to defend something that's, like, they're, like, oh, in the, this comic panel this happened. Or, like, and it's, like, no, they straight up had a So, the, the Flash TV show, I think, it, I think it's dead. I think it's it really is, dead. I'm they, done. They brought a couple of his grandkids from the future and... Uh, impulse. Bart, no, Bart Allen is his son. He used, or yeah, his son, his kids, Bart oh. Allen and XS. 
who XS is a Legion of Superheroes character, yeah. and Bart Allen is supposed to be his grandson. Anyways, Bart Allen throws lightning ninja stars. <laughs> and come on, guys. And I thought that was the worst of it. It got so much worse oh, with man. the lightning bolt lightsabers. Oh, my God. They, okay, so, like, uh, they had, like, a full-on uh, Darth Maul moment where... Um, Godspeed had two lightsabers and they was fighting uh, reverse flash and flash. Oh my gosh. So there's like, there's no handles, they're lightning bolts. And he gets yeah. disarmed, like, like, oh, they cut my lightsaber. Just like, and he gets off and he's back to fighting with one. Dude, they have super speed. It's and some they're of the fighting laziest, with like little it's lightsabers. Some of the laziest writing ever. Oh my God. It's for, the, it's for the toys, bro. They I'm, don't come toys, yeah. lightsaber toys. Last last thing for my news is today is Spider Man Day. Is it? So, yeah, Spider Man National Spider Man Day. So, do you guys have any favorite Spider Man memories or Spider Man stories? I got into comic books because of Spider Man. Yeah, uh, Free Comic Book Day two thousand two. Yeah, here we go. My dad took me to Golden's uh, and they had it uh, over there, and I picked it up, and that was the first thing that really kind of brought me into it because I watched like the cartoons and all that, yeah. but when I read the first uh, Ultimate Spider Man run. It was an intro run, and it was uh, all, all I needed to know was in that book, and it was so cool. So, since you like you like everything about that book, like the art and everything, or or is it just like coming back to it now? The art is a little bit cart. I don't want to say cartoony. Well, I was just I, gonna say like it, I think it was like being what, Mark being Bagley? that your first, yeah, Mark Bagley. Being that your first, that was my question. Being that your first introduction to something that kind of ticked. Like, do you gravitate towards Mark Bagley's work or? Did that kind of say? Because I know that's a thing. That like that that had to like set a bar for you. Yeah. Like this, this artwork is the expectation for you, and any then you have artists who either mm-hmm. fall above it or or right. fall below that level of skill. Or is that like ground floor, and now everything else mm-hmm. is above that? It's a big question, man. Um, I I'd probably say that was on ground floor. Ground floor, yeah, because I'm not 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 shitting on Mark Backley, but that was just my first introduction into it. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I can't tell you another Mark Backley story that I've read after uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, okay, so the drawback of it being Mark, Mark Bagley did what a hundred epi- issues of Ultimate Spider, like There's he a did lot. that. He didn't. That was that's his career now. That's his career. Before he that, was even doing Spider-Man before. He was doing, that. yeah, he did Amazing Spider-Man, and then he moved over to Ultimate Spider-Man and just did that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man, it didn't really set a precedent for me because I think the first issue was like almost 50-something pages. It was a lot. It was well, a really it was long. a Brian Michael Bendis bit, <laughs> too. So. Yeah, so there was, it told yeah. a lot in one story. Yeah. In, in one issue, it introduced yeah. a lot of things. And now I know, I didn't know it then, but I know it now that Ultimate Spider-Man 1 was pretty much like a retelling of yeah. almost like panel for panel for uh, like the original. The original uh, Spider-Man. Right, like the first six issues or something right. like that. So you got it. You picked it up on Free Comic Book Day. Yep. Are you sure that issue one was 50 pages and it wasn't like three issues put together? Might have been. Hang on. I want to no. I want to say you're right though. Yeah, like issue one. Was a lot I want to say because I remember the um, like it being super thick. Yeah, I remember it Girthy. being super thick. <laughs> <laughs> Filling your hands. I just remember mean? seeing that one that first. Have some weight to it. Oh god. <laughs> I just remember seeing that that no, yeah, cover no. of Spider Man everywhere. Uh, yeah, everywhere. What about you, Danny? You got a favorite Spider Man story? Favorite Spider-Man story. Or this moment, or... 
You know, uh, watching um, Spider-Man and his amazing friends growing up, uh, that really solidified my love of comics, mm, yeah. um, especially when they would have guest stars on the oh, episodes. Yes. Like, uh, you know, they came on Saturdays, and the intro would always have, like, Doom in the background. Or, oh, man. And f- some fire monster. I remember, there was a, I remember there was an episode where uh, the, the Beatle, was like trying to steal Stark technology. Yeah. And Stark was like, he can't get my hands on that technology because that's part of my Iron Man. But he never showed up as Iron Man. It was just Tony Stark. It was so cool. Yeah, I yeah, that yeah. Was neat. Yeah, and like he outfitted them yeah. with a bunch of like uh, technology yeah, in, their, yeah, yeah. In, their, in their clubhouse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the Amazing Spider-Man. The Spider-Man and his Amazing oh, Friends. So it was uh, Iceman and Firestar. Firestar. Firestar was created for that cartoon. Yep. I didn't but, know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she that's was really created cool. for that cartoon. And then she made the leap to comics. So she's, you know, the first Harley Quinn. People should really uh, love on Firestar the way they love on Harley Quinn. Yep. <laughs> she was so um, fun. No, but they had like uh, Captain America was in there. Doctor Strange was in Oh, the one, the one where they were trapped in Doom's castle. Oh. And they had like uh, Sh- uh, Shaun of the She-Devil yes. and Namor oh, and Captain man, America. That was so good. Yeah. Oh, man, that episode. Oh, I want to go watch that now. It was bonkers. It's on uh, eight, no, Disney+. Plus. Disney+. Yeah. Plus. What about you? What's your favorite Spider-Man? I mean, I had, uh, Amazing Friends was a big influence. Yeah. I watched that all the time. And then um, I remember this one story with, uh, I think Bob Le- Bob McLeod drew it. McLeod? McLeod. McLeod. He drew it. And it's where, uh, it's just a six-part little mini story, but it's like the chameleon takes on um, Spider-Man's. Yeah. Whoa. And, and. And uh, does all this bad, crazy stuff. And so the Punisher is out to get Spider-Man. Yes. Oh, yes. And ends up chasing the actual Spider-Man while the chameleon is off doing. That would doing. suck. Like, just imagine, be- man, they yeah. give Peter Parker so oh, much man. shit to handle. Imagine just trying to get a burger or something. All of a sudden, Frank Castle rolls yeah. up. Some homicidal <laughs> maniac. drive-by. Oh, man. <laughs> My spider sets. <laughs> and I just remember loving the art in there. And I read that series over and over because some of the panels were really cool of, um, you know, that classic, like, He's the real Spider Man. No, he's the real Spider Man. And Punisher's like, I'm gonna take you both down. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter know, to me. Punisher doesn't care. I don't yeah. care. I'm getting rid of a threat. You man. know. Honorary mention for favorite Spider Man uh, story is uh, Supida Man, uh, the Supida, Japanese. The Japanese. Because I don't know if uh, anyone here realizes it, the the Japanese Spider Man is the one that um, inspired uh, the Power Rangers and the Tokusatsu movement and Super Sentai and all that. So he's one of the first ones. I mean, didn't really inspire. Uh, the costume part of it, but it was yeah. the first one that brought in a giant mecha. Oh, nice. Yeah, so uh, Super huh. Sentai didn't have uh, uh, Megazords yeah. until the Spider-Man show and then got the popularity for it. Wow. Nice. It was like Leo Pardon. He had like a, he had like a Spider-Man they are had a leopard-themed yeah. robot because whatever. Yeah. yeah. But it was a really cool show. I liked it a lot. I, I, I watched it. I was able to find it online through... Back channel, never Back mind. Channel. Oh, oh <laughs> look at this guy. Well, guy. I mean, I, if, you know, if, they, if anyone has the the blue uh, the Blu-ray link for it, hit me up with it because I'll, I'll get that shit in a heartbeat. Damn. My birthday. That's where you watch all your Monster Monster Rancher and all that other those old shows. Yeah, the director's cut. Oh yeah, the director's cut. That version, that type. Sure. Oh, one more fun sp- Spider-Man story. I actually got I got a hold of the old uh, Marvel tryout book. What's that? Uh, it's like um, oh, so yeah. back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got it signed by Jim Shooter. Um, Al Milgram and Mark Bagley, and awesome. I got to talk to them about it. And that's actually so. What they did back in the day was Marvel put out like this little fun tryout book you could buy, and it showed you 
what the tools that the artists use oh, and cool. how the script was laid out. And you got to practice your inks on p- blue line pencils. And then on blank pages, you could draw panels and submit to maybe get work. And Mark Bagley submitted it and didn't get any work from it. But later on, they re- they got in contact with him and was like, hey, you want to start, you know, drawing and stuff? So I got to talk to him and all of them yeah. about it. It was really neat. They put him on New Warriors. New Warriors. I mean, if we ever get to the point where we can offer something like that as Plus Wickle Comics, that's pretty let's cool, do man. that shit, man, because that's yeah. cool. And uh, I, I don't it was know, really cool. Jim Shooter was we can, really We can cool. start off by giving it to Mondo. See if he can do it. Oh, this guy. Every <laughs> time. This guy. Hey, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. I'll take those shots. I'll take those shots. All right. Let's get into the what we want to talk into about. Into the show today. Yeah. So every comic, every superhero, every villain has a secret origin. Um, from being shot from a planet to watching your parents get shot. <laughs> Yeah, cold, cold. Cold. Right off the bat, with you gotta, uh, yeah, you gotta push these kids into reality, man. Yeah, you if you want to be a superhero, room. you're gonna have to make some sacrifices. <laughs> Lots of sacrifices. Walk either. your parents down a dark alley after a movie. Yep. Be skinny. Want to go to war? <laughs> exactly. Won't let you exactly. go to war. Exactly. <laughs> you know, drive recklessly. Yeah. <laughs> after after surgery or something. <laughs> surgery. Um, no, but we have uh, our own secret origin, I guess, and we actually recorded it, but. Thanks to Kang uh, manipulating time, that episode was lost to history. Yeah, I got history. And so today we're going to attempt to recreate that episode. And like uh, if Mike could just insert some time whooshing or something right here and (laughs) boom, now we're back to, hey, everybody, we're here. It's our first episode. Our first episode. We're going to introduce ourselves to, yes, yes, I'm Danny Flores. I'm Joey Gonzalez. I'm Armando Ramirez. Welcome to the Long Box Podcast, presented by Plusfickle Comics and Rogue Media. Rogue Media. <laughs> Wait, does this mean I get more time to work on pages? No? No. No. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I tried. Machine. I yeah. tried. It's no. Time machine. no, so what we wanted to do is really just kind of introduce ourselves yeah. again to you guys. Tell us, tell you, like, what got us into comics. Like, what story or artist or writer really hit home with us. Yes. To really draw us in and then keep us going. Right. You know? So here we go. Let's, I mean, let, let's go. Joey, Joey's, a, I'm going to put Joey on the, on, on blast first. He just said Ultimate Spider-Man got him into it. Yes. All right. Yeah. Cause, all right. Look, Ultimate Spider-Man debuted 2001. Right. I debuted 1994. Fucking child. My bad. All right. <laughs> But my dad was born in 1950, so he's an old head. So oh, I'm, my God. So I yeah. count myself. So I'm, I'm 26 right now, mm-hmm. so I count myself as being maybe 36. I'll, oh. myself, I'll give myself 10 years. Yeah. All right. No, nah, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Joey Gonzalez. I, um, I'm i the resident, like... Uh, writer. Oh, yes, that's right. I writer. am the writer. Yeah, the writer. So we are plus Waco Comics. Um, but also, you said... You said uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man got you in. But then earlier you were saying how um, you would go to the library oh, yeah. and the books that got, that really pulled you in yeah. were the Green Lanterns. And, and more specifically, the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Yeah, the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Yeah. So um, he debuted in 94. Um, so by the time that I was old enough to go to the uh, library and pick up books uh, that I got to pick out, uh, there were already the full trays, like the hardback yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. hardcovers. Right. 
Um, and so I just like pick up like Greenland and Rebirth. I picked up. Uh, so the, like your first, I think, real story was. Oh, what was that? Emerald Dawn? Yeah, Emerald Twilight. Yeah. Emerald Twilight. Emerald Twilight. Emerald Twilight. Emerald Twilight. Yep. Yeah. It was uh, Emerald Twilight. And then Emerald Dawn with and, uh, with Kyle Rayner. That's right. Because he was re relaunching. They relaunched the Green Lantern yeah. Corps. Yeah. So, yeah, Green Lantern. Um, the Jeff Johns Green Lantern is really my my uh, the, the bread and butter of uh, my 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 fandom my love for comics yeah. my, my fandom yeah. for comics would would um, you say jeff johns is like your favorite writer not my favorite anymore favorite but he's writer. up there he's think, up there i think hickman dethroned him or yeah. tana he's coach dethroned him yeah but, coats man yeah, coats. Uh, yeah but but he's up there still okay, okay. Uh, but yeah man um and even then like his uh the brightest day blackest night run um i love that then then whenever the new 52 relaunch with uh the uh the new guardians and the red lanterns had their own issues uh, and then the Green Lantern Corps, and then the Green Lantern, all of it, man. I just, I loved it. So um, Spider Man got you in, but but Green Lantern Green really, Green Lantern, uh, so, like solidified it. Yeah. So like Spider Man, if I'm a rat, Spider Man was like the cheese in the trap, mm -hmm. and then Green Lantern was the actual trap itself. Ah, the copy. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Right. So like, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. it, man. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, but yeah, that that's that's, that's me. Uh, but I'm also a huge fan of manga and, and Japanese uh, illustrators. And when did you get into that stuff? Was uh, it from comics or before that? Saturday morning cartoons okay. because I was grew up on like Fox Kids and Fox Kids had because uh, there was like X Men and then there was Spider Man and then there was a show like ult called uh, Ultimate Muscle. An ultimate muscle. Whoa. Wasn't that a wrestling show? Yes. yes. And it was the shit. I do remember that. Now. I didn't realize oh, it because there was a there was an old eighties uh anime and it didn't make it to the States. It's called Kanikumon, I think it was. But it was a story of his dad, right? Yeah. Um, but uh so That's I, crazy. Ultimate Muscle I was a really cool that. show. Because it was a wrestling show. And I yeah. hated wrestling, but I loved that cartoon. And it wasn't a cartoon, it was an you anime. Hated wrestling. Well, you I guess hated you wrestling. Hated wrestling. I did. I, I didn't like What's it. What's wrong with you? Because I didn't have an older brother. Well, I do have an older brother, but I had an older nephew. Fame is a little bit, there's a lot of, lot of right. explaining to you. Yeah. My dad's a little bit older, right? But I had an older nephew uh -huh. that used to practice wrestling on me. Oh. Right? Yeah. I, so I was like, fuck wrestling, right? Mm. I watched this cartoon, and the guy's like, ultimate muscle. I'm like, but, you, but did you hey, ever Josh, watch, like, the wrestling, though? Did you Josh. ever watch wrestling? Yeah. Dude, I, yeah I went, there was a couple times where it was here in Waco. Like, they had a uh, some yeah, WWE yeah. event. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've been to a couple of them, but I just, I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. So, the, the like, the characters and the storylines of the wrestling didn't really draw you in? Oh, man. The storyline of uh, Kane and The Undertaker were, like, their brothers. Is that the one? Yeah, that, that, the that one? was it. That's, like, the most Mankind popular, was really cool because I loved his mask, and he's like, oh, fuck. Like, for me as a kid, when I saw Mankind, like, that's a real fucking supervillain. Dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Rey Mysterio going to the yeah. NWO, bro. That was it. NWO? Yeah, what is that? Yeah. New World Order? Yeah. Oh, is that really? Oh, yeah. shit. I guessed it right. Because they had all the luchadors. They had Rey Mysterio. They had uh, Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. Chavo. Chavo Guerrero. They had La Parca. Oh, the, yeah. Remember La Parca? And all yeah. those dudes, they, they oh, went so to. Oh, y'all are heavy into lucha and all that. Well, well they had they had they just had, moved had, over yeah, to American they had wrestling. They brought these okay. luchadors over to, my, yeah. to American wrestling. Right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Vince McMahon is a madman. I need to do some more man, research but on he's that, a, I mean, he's a genius when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, that's pretty cool, that story. Sports entertainment is how he refers to it. Sports entertainment business. Well, I'm My like, favorite, I mean, like, so I saw wrestling, but I saw, like, Hulk Hogan. Uh, my favorite man. was Bret Hart. The Bret ultimate Hart warrior. Bret oh. Hart, man. Bret Hart, the sharpshooter. Oh, Dude, he's dude. my favorite. When he was with the Hart Foundation, yeah. man. <laughs> I hated that tag team so much in the beginning, but, I, you know, they, they turned. And Bret I was like, yeah. Hart. 
Oh, but I used to watch the WWF yeah. and the WCCW before it was oh, WCW yeah. when it was on like TBS over at my grandpa's house and you would see uh, the Rock and Roll Express and the Four <laughs> Horsemen, man. Ric Flair, Sting, Lex Luger. Oh, Sting. Oh, man. man. I had Sting. I don't know how, but I had a, I remember having a, a Sting and a Mankind uh, action figure set. Uh, nice. You probably thought it was the Crow, bro. Probably. Might like, have been. This is the Crow. Ooh, oh, yeah, was it late Sting or early Sting? Because early Sting yeah. had, like, face paint like face the paint. Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Face paint. No, they both had face paint, but his was Ultimate Warrior and style then, where it was, like, yeah. all these different colors, colors and triangles no, and it stuff. Was just, it was just the black and white. And black, black. Okay, yeah, so it was, it was a crow Sting. It was yeah. late Sting. 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 So, I mean, kind of going into what we were talking about earlier, uh, I mean, to where it was, like, because um, I was never a fan of, like, uh, watching wrestling or boxing or nothing like that, but I was a huge fan of, like, uh, martial arts movies. Like the Karate Kid, um, the uh, what you call it, American Ninja, American Ninja, um, Three Ninjas, Three. Oh, fucking love Three Ninjas! I it forgot. Sounds like Double Dragon. It sounds Holy like shit. Joey is racist against actual Asians. Ooh, because he's completely okay with white ninjas. <laughs> oh yeah, because my, my Power Rangers when they were ninjas. <laughs> anything that I was, anything that was available at Flicks. Oh on yeah, Bell yeah, Me yeah. Drive. Yes, is what I got. Yes. Right? And flicks and Bellamy Drive went did there, not get grabbed the that. exotic shit. You got that? Yeah. You grabbed that, went and got your Christie's burger. Hell, right? hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, you had a trash childhood. Trash childhood. <laughs> it was the shit, man. Um, it was the shit. It was still <laughs> shit. I don't, yeah. yeah. I know. I was thinking about this. I really wish they would, because uh, I mean, with all the re fucking reboots that we have coming out nowadays, they haven't even touched Three Ninjas. What? And I shit Good. you not. Uh, no. That man, Good. listen, listen, they deserve it. All right, Rocky, uh, Tum Tum, and Colt deserve I need, it. I need a Colt, uh, Colt's the ninjas. Yeah. I need a button yeah. in here to cut Joey's <laughs> mic. Yeah, no, we need, Anyways. To, we need to get one of those <laughs> buttons. Yeah. Like, it's an ageist thing. All right, all anyways, right. moving on, moving on. Let's move on to Armando and see what got him, what his secret origin is, what got him into comedy. So, yeah. uh, I, man, I kind of got in my dad. I, I pretty lucked out. I got my dad's collection. Yeah. Like, there was comics all over the house. Jack Kirby stuff. So I did like reading them, but I don't think I really appreciated. Understood or, well, yeah. I understood what was going on, but I didn't appreciate the process and the art of it. Yeah. Until I started reading, like, the Savage Sword Conan stuff yeah. as I got older. I know your dad's an artist, but was he a fan of the comics oh, also? Oh, man, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, I, we had stuff from, um, you know, old Fantastic Four to uh, Marvel 2 and ones to nice. um, Tales to Astonish. That's where all my Submariner stuff comes from. That was his jam, too. So, like, that was a, a big issue. But it wasn't until I started reading these uh, black and white magazines that, man, you could just see, like, the artwork. and the, like the world now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the storytelling in it and stuff. Yeah, you guys can take a look at that. All that stuff is really good. Whoa. Like, Because you really, look, Pablo Marcos on this. Yeah, this you is. You really a, had to go in uh, and do a lot of hatching and everything to get all the tones. That looks Because you look, there's, you know, in there, there's African Americans, and so you can't color them brown. You have to. Make, you have to really shade, shade properly. Right. So that they, uh. Um, so that they translate well on paper, and right? I, and and yeah. so I was, um, I was very like, oh man, this is this is great. Like, I want, I want to draw stuff. Like, not, not this stuff, but just draw. Like, because yeah. this was so cool to look at. Right. And the storylines were so adult. Like, 
it was funny because like in the house, my dad like there was a movie on and there was like a sex scene about to happen. He was like, you know, we're gonna fast forward or yeah. But like comics, there's like tits in this one and like all kinds yeah. of innu- boobies. Yeah, and there's like, how dare you? You know, she's there's one panel where she's like trying to get Conan to give her some, you know, breed and stuff and all that stuff. Like it's <laughs> right. Well, but I would okay, take so, I would take this stuff. So in these stories, it's a lot of like the strongest yeah. uh, survives. Yeah, and there's a lot of queens of the land right. or whatever, and they're trying to protect their lineage to hold on to whatever power they have. And Conan is obviously the strongest one right. that exists in so this So I would, time. like, get in trouble because I would take these to school to, like, reading day, right? We all got to take books and read. Yeah. And teacher would call my dad and, he was like, oh, do you know he has, like, you know, pornographic stuff? And he's like, huh? Like, did he take that? He's like, did he take? Is it a Conan book? And your dad like, yeah. would start like, panicking. Yeah. He found my penthouse. <laughs> 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 he found all my hustlers. For real, oh, right? He'd start so, yelling at your mom. Why'd right? you leave him out? Yeah. <laughs> no, your no, mom's like, huh? oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was like, it's what's the problem, you know? And uh, but then, so after this, I started getting more into going back into comics because, man, Bill Sinkevich, like that's this, your guy. That's this is my guy, man. Like. Uh, he doesn't do too much now as far as like interiors. I think the last thing I saw he did was on an X, X book, one of the X books. He did like a short couple pages. Didn't he stuff. do like a, re, wasn't it like a New Mutants? Like he, he filled did, in. A he few did the, pages. yeah, he did a He few did it pages, earlier. The yeah, earlier ones. Like yeah. when they first launched, but here recently. Yeah, the, that might have been the one I'm thinking yeah. of. He just did like a fill in, like right, the right, first right. three pages, which was really great. Yeah. But this Electra, and. The, Surprisingly, this is by Frank Miller, who we were talking about earlier, yeah. written by Frank Miller. Again, Frank Miller, early, early Frank Miller. He wrote some really good stuff. And this just kind of showed comics could be done in different ways than just, you know, Neil Adams. or Well. Gary. And not saying that Neil Adams is not. So I I don't know that uh, we didn't know already that comics could be done because Jim Steranko did it. Yeah. Steranko had a real eye for design yeah. and, you know, kind of the layouts. And he would do all these psychedelic stuff. Like he was on the uh, Nick Fury books. Right. And he, you know, he could tell stories. Yeah. He told, like, an entire uh, interaction between Nick Fury and a girl, a woman, without any words, just silhouettes right. on the page. It was really good. Like, go back and check it out. This was, so, this was, but yeah. Uh, but for me, this was like yeah. my first, because I never read any Starenko stuff. Like, the, I, we had a couple like Nick Fury comics, but nothing crazy. And which I do like his design stuff. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, this was my first introduction to something that was different than, yeah, um, St. Canvas was wild. Right. Right. Because at the time, too, still, because I'm kind of in this awkward situation where I was reading older comics, but also I was growing up in the 90s, too. So I was take a, look at that. a lot of stuff was image. A lot of stuff was, um, you know, Jim Lee. Oh yeah, a lot of Jim Lee clones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Lee clones and a lot of you know. Like, Robert. I think I think all the image guys had their own houses where yeah. they pushed their style. Like right, exactly. You know, Jim Lee had his clones. Rob Liefeld had his clones. Mark Silvestri had his clones. McFarlane, I don't know that he he because he did Spawn by himself yeah. and uh, Capullo came over and kind of cloned him a little. Yeah. Um, but that was so I, I could kind of see, man, you can live a little in both worlds of this kind of um, artwork and storytelling. Yeah. And then from there, I just started branching out into other artists that kind of, you know, would do that style or, or you know, express themselves in their panels and things like that. And uh, but, yeah, my biggest influences were this black and white, man. That's why I think I don't gravitate towards color with my work a lot. I mean, people like it. I don't like it. But just seeing these black and white stories really the heavy shadows and, and the contrast and stuff uh, really did it for me. 
seeing so, Conan alongside like because I know uh, Conan was in the DC for a while when they did that like, Conan Wonder Woman crossover. Mm-hmm. But now that he's in Marvel, is it a bit nostalgic for you, or how do you no, feel about? I it? hated it. Yeah, I thought I was really gonna like it because, um, I thought that he was gonna get his own like magazine again. You know, like his own book, yeah, his, his own, own book, and they did, they did the savage, world. they did the savage sword, but then they like literally crossed it over into, and oh, it's savage just, Avengers, like for real, like in in real life, Conan's badass, but really Conan against the Punisher, like he's got guns, yeah, like Venom, like what's you know what I mean, and oh, there's Bill Sinclair, yeah, too, a, like he drew Bill a Bill Conan right magazine, and right there, and um. Yeah, so it wasn't really nostalgic, but like I had said in earlier of our of our episodes, uh, Ablaze, they're doing the the Conan Robert E. Howard the stories. Novels, right? Those are nostalgic, and they're they're new. Uh, they're kind of tying in um, newer perspectives on the older stories, and it's really great. So, that was my. Oh. Is that is that your wife? Oh, yeah, that's my wife. She's calling in the middle of the show. Uh oh. Like I'm listening to you right now. You need to get all this Conan shit. <laughs> what about you, Danny? What about me? What got what me is started? your intro? What is the origin? My intro, of Danny my, Flores. My start. Um, you mentioned earlier. You were saying cartoons kind of led you into comics. You wanted to see what happened after the story, yep. and so you went to find books that kind of continued the story. I'm gonna say that that is probably the th- the same thing with me. Because I remember seeing the old 60s Spider-Man cartoons as a kid, like four or five years old, three even. That's when I started drawing when I was three. Um, Seeing those cartoons, uh, seeing the old Superman, Superboy cartoons, and really wanting to see, like, where did these things come from? And my dad taking me to Golden's and just seeing an entire wall of books. Just, you know, just all over the place. And there was these fantastic colors and characters jumping out at you. There was, you know, uh, Batman and Superman and even, like, the Batman Filmation cartoon, which was really good. Um, Go back and watch it because it has my favorite character of all time, Batmite. (laughs) Shout out Batmite. uh, He's pretty tight. Fifth Dimension Imp. So Isn't he, like, the the counterpart to Mr. Mixioplixic? Yeah, yeah, he is. I I don't know if he started off that way in the beginning, but they have since uh, retconned it to be. They have since retconned it to be uh, him being from the same dimension right. as uh, Mixia Spitalik, whatever, however you pronounce his Mi- name. Mixia Spitalik. I think I said it right. What did I say? What did you say? I don't remember. Say oh, it. Fuck. Say it again. Mixia Plixic? No. Oof, that's not what you said. Mixia Damn it, you man. you like said it so I, I, smoothly. I, right? yeah. I did not even think about it. I was gonna say, man, I did a good. But I'm saying it from the Superman an- the animated show. Makes you a spitalic. That's oh. how it's pronounced in the animated cartoon. But I think what you said is how it used to be in the comics. Mix Mr. Mixio Plixic? Mix it's Mr. Mixio. It's Mr. <laughs> it look Tell us your look, best version of that, guys. Look. Look, Mondo um, is never going to get it because, again, his grammar is terrible. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not going to get I it. Hate, I hate, I don't hate his character, but I hate the whole mechanic of you have to get him to say his name backwards. Yeah. Because I can't even fucking say that shit you forward. Can't say, it, say it forward. No, so, yeah, just uh, seeing all those books. And then what, I think what really cemented uh, my love of comics was the artwork 
Like, yeah, I saw all the colors. I don't think I was able to process the artwork at the time, but when I saw the first issue of the first Secret Wars by Bob Zek, or Mike, Mike, Zek, Mike yeah. Zek, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We were well. We were talking about Bob yeah. McLeod earlier. Bob so. McLeod, and yeah, and I had Bob Layton on my head. Oh, too. oh man, yeah. Uh, but Mike Zek and just that cover of the Avengers with like Captain America leading the charge, and like Cyclops being second in command, the Hulk jumping out, Spider Man swinging through. So it had the Avengers, the X-Men. Yeah, it had all these characters just coming out. On a cover? On a cover. Fuck. And it really just pulled me in. And from there, I was hooked. Man, I would have been too. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen seen that cover? I don't think so. You You haven't seen that cover? It's like very iconic. I might have, but I know it's... You probably... Yeah, it's very iconic. It's a very iconic cover. Like t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. It's a big event. Yeah, man, that's really cool. Oh, I remember you had dude. said something before in the first episode. Um, man, that's awesome. It yeah. reminds me of uh, like uh, you ever see like uh, uh, music videos? Uh, that one video where it's like uh, when they have like all the rappers like they're like pointing the guns in the camera. They see the oh. cameraman like, oh shit! <laughs> but <laughs> it's funny like whoever's like they're charging at. I can only imagine what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, having all of them coming at you at once. Us reading, like, oh, yeah, this is great. But the villain's like, oh, fuck. But that, like, yeah, yeah. But seeing that cover really just pulled me in. I wanted to know more. I wanted to see how all these characters interacted with each other. Like, and I knew, like, the Super Friends existed. I knew DC Comics existed. I knew Marvel Comics sort of, like, I knew they existed. But I wasn't, like, really paying attention to what I was flipping through. Because I had books myself. Well, which uh, What was the one that grabbed you? Was there a character that you were just like, I have to learn more about? Or was there a storyline that you read that you were just like, I The I Secret Wars. Yeah. Because Secret Wars, like, I remember having the bookends. I, Mondo probably knows this. The bookend Spider-Man books where on one cover he's swinging in his regular costume. And on the very next issue... He's swinging through in his new black and white costume. Oh, that's cool. So I had those books, and Secret Wars happens right in between those. But they didn't miss a month or anything in scheduling. They came out on time. Mm -hmm. Secret Wars took an entire year to tell, but in the Marvel Universe, it was a blip. So like like all these heroes disappeared for 12 months, and, but they came back. When they came back, it had only been like five seconds. Yeah. And, you know, life went on like that. And so I knew, like, oh, man, I've got to see what the Secret Wars, because I was reading all these books at, at the time, uh, not knowing that there had been a blip in time until those two Spider-Man books came. And then I found out my dad actually had the entire Secret Wars run. And I was like, okay. Well, I'm gonna crack these bitches open, and we're gonna get we're gonna get to the bottom of this. I'm you know detective mode. I'm gonna read this whole and I read it, man. It was it was uh like I knew Doom was was a super badass, but that really Dude, solidified that whole run. Like he took an entire uh, universal being's power for himself, the Beyonder, right? and set yes. himself up as God. Man. Like that's just to me. That's just this is amazing. It's baller, man. Yeah, it's super baller. Like the Hulk holding up an entire mountain on his fallen colleagues. You know, it's just like he's just straining there. That image is still burned in my brain watching that. Yeah, man. Watching the infighting of all the bad guys. Watching Magneto turn. It's like, look, I'm bad, but I ain't with you guys. You guys are trash, you know? 
so good. So and oh yeah yeah the 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 the, the what issue ten or eleven when they have like the final battle and it's like the Avengers versus all the bad the bad guys have finally united. Yeah. So it's Doctor Octopus, the Lizard, uh, uh, Claw. Uh, the Molecule Man, Titania, Volcana, you know, the the Wrecking Crew, all these bad guys are coming out and they're fighting the good guys. And they have Galactus on their side. And I don't know how, the, yeah, the be- that's how strong the Beyonder is. He pulls Galactus from the main 616 universe over to his little pocket universe for fun, for shits and giggles. He's like, hey, you're you're a villain in these people's <laughs> eyes. You come and be on this side too. Yeah, and, and Doom set that guy up. Yeah, and Doom uh, set that guy up. So no, the big thing, like the big, uh, what one of the storylines is there was the X Men had disappeared because they were like, no, we're not. We're here. We're gonna figure out a way to go home. We don't want to do deal with any of this shit, you know. But they were still fighting on their own. And the reason they left is because Magneto actually had joined them because, again, they're mutants. They were all in, they considered themselves one group. And the Avengers were like, well, Magneto's a war criminal. You know, we don't, we, we don't trust you X-Men if you're going to side with a war criminal. And they're like, well, fuck you then. We, we don't need y'all. You know who we are? We're the X-Men. What the fuck? We saved the world too. You're not the only ones. You and the Fantastic Four can get fantastic fucked. <laughs> this is coming full circle because I believe this is why the X-Men are the superior team uh, in Marvel. But in the last, like, right before Doom uh, takes the Beyonder's powers, there's the big battle outside, and the Avengers and the Fantastic Four are falling behind in the fight. And lo and behold, who should appear? The X-Men. They come out, save the day for a second. Because as, as soon as the tide turns, that's when Doom takes the power and wipes the fucking floor with everyone. Bad, good guys and bad guys. How'd they end up taking him down? Uh, Claw turned on him. Claw? Claw turned on him. Claw, like, save the day. Claw, save the day. Fuck out of here. Like, Captain America fought Doom, uh... To a stance, like, Doom kept incinerating Captain America, turning him to dust, but then he'd reappear. He'd just reappear. There was, like, a sliver of the Beyonder left who was feeding doubt into Doom's brain. Uh-huh. And, like... Respawning everybody? Respawning Captain America. Oh, okay. To confront Doom. And then Claw was in the shadows. He was, like, the Beyonder was in his ear, too, telling him, hey, you know, this guy's a little, you know, don't maybe don't trust him so much. And Claw actually, like, shot Doom from the back, releasing Beyonder's power and allowing him to be defeated. Okay, good job, Claw, man. Yeah. I um, I can't think of... Uh, I love that whenever they pull, like, villains to... Uh, or, like, not villains, but just, like, lower-class characters, I guess. Like, not as important. Because, I mean, was Claw important back then? Like, in Secret Wars, was he a prominent villain? Was he... A- he kind of was. Like, he was... Uh, I don't know if he was... Uh, Prominent across a lot of books, but he was big in Daredevil, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Was he, was he a Black Panther villain or was he? He a was, a Black, he was a Black Panther, but I think he was more prominent probably in Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. Wow. At the time, you know, so they like pulled him over and like, hey, we did, like editorials like we need a bunch of of, 
And really, it was a uh, Mattel going. We need a bunch of characters. Toy, yeah, yeah, because uh, that's what Secret Wars was supposed to be first. It was a toy line that they turned yeah. into a comic. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that the toys were cool as shit. Mm-hmm. Love the toys, but um, I found the comic before I actually found the toys. So that's what pulled me in and solidified. And then uh, my love has just grown exponentially since then. Has there um, are there any books that stand out to you as uh, as being because um, with you, I don't want to say like being an asshole, uh, but with you having sure. more knowledge of comics, than, <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put. That's yeah. a great way to with, put with it. With you seeing, uh, with you seeing more changes from because like Secret Wars was your uh, was was your uh, that was the was first anchor, crossover. Right? That was the first uh, maxi series crossover. So because after one, that was uh, Crisis on Infinite or or the 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 Crisis series. By uh, DC, they saw the success of Secret Wars and said, "Hey, let's do the same thing." So, has anything topped that to you? Has anything beat the, that first Secret Wars to you? Uh, there's some that, that have come really close. I think Kingdom Come. Okay. The first time I read that, like I bought, I had the absolute edition of it. It's you know oversized. It's like ten by sixteen or something like that. Uh, when I read that, I, my mind was just blown away to see the future of heroes and heroics fall the way it did and, like, everyone had become a vigilante. And, honestly, Warner Brothers should read that. They really should read that because they are trying to, they were trying to make every character dark, like Kingdom Come characters. And in the end, the good guys, you know, like, it all fell apart. Yeah. And it ultimately fell down on Superman being the beacon of light that he's supposed to be. That's where it all like where it all came to a head. And that's always like that's always how DC Comics is supposed to be. Like they're supposed to be the shining beacon of light of what we could be yep. as heroes. Whereas Marvel Comics is us as people attaining this higher level of of heroics, you know, you know, uh, standing up for ourselves and being that. Whereas DC is always supposed to be like, like I, I feel like that's the way they've positioned themselves. Yeah. By the by, just by the characters that they've created, because DC created gods that they've tried to turn into just men, like mortals. They, you know, like Batman is rich and he's a billionaire, and really, aside from his parents being murdered, what other problem does he have? Superman is a god amongst men. What problem does he really have? The Flash, fastest man on earth, you know, faster than anything in existence, really, can run faster than light, enters the speed force. What problem does he have? They try to generate these problems for these characters after the fact that they've created them, trying to humble them and bring them down to our level, which is great, you know, because it does make them sort of relatable. But then Marvel, they build these characters with problems into heroic characters, which is what we should all strive to do. You know, we all have problems on a daily basis, but if we can do like perform one heroic act or something for someone else, and you know, not selfishly, but for someone else for the greater good, that's what we're all aiming for. So. Damn. Noise. Noise. Hell yeah, Danny. <laughs> good job, Danny. Go in. Go in. Tell, us how, tell us how you really feel, bro. <laughs> Shit. No, but that's like the story of Kingdom Come. Yeah. You know, um, at the end of the day, we're supposed to rise above it and just you know be that be that leader, that shining light that sets the example for everyone else. And because Superman stepped away from the mm-hmm. public view, he 
that leadership was gone and everything fell into disarray. I think that, that story, um, New Frontier is pretty good, you know? Um, there's a bunch. Oh, man, I have so many, so many, so many stories that just like really stand out to me. Well, we've got, um, we've got the signal to wrap up. So let's kind of do a real quick round table. This doesn't have to be concrete or whatever, but let's just do like top five, um, top five artists and we can it, do top five creators. And then next time we'll get in more in depth into like artists slash writers. Okay. I think I had a list. You had a list. I think I had a list. I had a list. Good job. Right, look at you. All right, here you go. You ready? Hang on. All right. Top One, five creators. Two, three, four, five. Oh shit. That's six. Okay. Here we Whatever. Go. Uh, Jonathan Hickman. Uh-huh. Ta-Nehisi Coates. Uh-huh. Frank Quitley. Kieran G- Gillian, G- G- Gian? 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 Gillian, I, I, Gillian? I pronounce Gillian. Gillian, there we go. Junji Ito mm-hmm. and Colin Bunn. You say Frank quietly? How dare you? Quietly? Quietly? <laughs> quietly. Quietly. Quietly? Quite. Quietly? Quite. Quite. Not quiet. Quite. Quietly. Like quite. Got it. How dare you like that artist? Yeah. Huh? Gosh. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just no, saying. That, that's no. an inside joke. We'll that's maybe we'll maybe dive into that yeah, later. But later. that's an inside joke. No, but good. He's we love yeah. him. Yeah, I love, love Frank Quietly. So All right, that's a good one. What about you, Danny? Me, yeah. um, Alex Ross. Ooh. Oh, dude. Yeah, Kingdom Come. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Jonathan Hickman is up there. Uh, Olivier Coppel, mm-hmm. uh, Travis Charre. Um, I feel like I'm really light on writers. So I am going to go with uh, Rick Remender. Yeah, because he did the X-Force series, and that was really, really good. Yeah. How about you, Mondo? Um, so I'm going to say uh, Ron Garney is, yes. is probably uh, one, one up top up there. Um, Bill Sienkiewicz, of course. Brian Stelfries, Mobius, or John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John Gerard. And then how many? I don't even know how many. Uh, let's do writers. Uh, Hickman. I'm not really. I mean, I like writers a lot, but I'm more heavily influenced by art and what yeah. I like to read and stuff. I can get through a book of, with the art more than anything. But yes, uh, Tom King. I like Tom King too. Oh yeah, Tom King. Tom King. Love Tom. And King. And then uh, Travis Charest, good one. Oh, there's so many good ones. I know. Like I said, we can get more we'll into. We'll get into next more time. next episodes. Okay, yeah. so we actually had some fan questions, guys. Oh. I posted on the on the Instagram. Yeah. And uh, we got some fan questions. And so, uh, first one I, I think is probably more for you guys. It's who would who would win in a fight? This is from at Aiden on Instagram at Aiden Acevedo. Who would win in a fight between Joni or S- Satima? Saitama. I don't know who Joni is. Yeah, I'm trying to say Goku. Maybe I don't know Saitama. If the answer, okay, so I got this question. All right, if the answer is who would win between a fight between anybody and Saitama, the answer is Saitama because that is the point of his character. He's a gag character. His name is One Punch Man for a reason. Mm. The point of his character mm-hmm. is to beat you in mm. one punch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, this whole idea of like taking characters and cross dimensions and doing that, it's it's, it's just for fun. Yeah. yeah. There's no real answer. Yeah. It's whatever that's how you I feel want too. It to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, yeah, here's good, one. Good answer, Joey. Good Here, answer. That's a, here's one we can all answer. This is from at Eco Spider on Instagram, which is also Danny, which if you go to that page, Danny and Joey were on a podcast with uh, Eco Spider. Oh, okay. Hey. So, um, and uh, 
he asked, what's an indie imprint that's underrated at the moment? I said, I answered on the story, I said Bitter Root, only because I've been reading that since it came out. And it's, there's been so many other books that have that same, because it's about, um, um, you know, a, a Harlem Renaissance family fighting yeah. dark underworld kind of stuff. And there's been tons of books, but this hasn't, I mean, it, it's won awards and stuff, but nobody talks about it until they announce the, the film or the TV show that the, Regina King's going to do. So I felt that was kind of underrated, but it's still a great book. Sandiford Green and David Walker are, are doing that, so... I'd say uh, Die by Kieran Gillen. It's basically uh, these kids get trapped in a D&D game. It's about to wrap up. I think it's on uh, the 20, 24th, 25th, something like that. Uh, but it's about to wrap up and finish up. Um, head to your local comic book store and get those trades. It's a really okay. cool story. Danny? Um, what's the book by Stuart M. Oman and Mark Miller? That was really good. I don't know that it got enough um enough fanfare but it was set in space and it was this guy trying to get a princess away a princess no a wife a queen away from her um, homicidal empress yes empress homicidal king of a husband he is so basically it's like a mongol character okay and he is taking a bride and she uh doesn't like his ways, his dealings. And so his uh, security guard is like top captain of the guard, whatever, agrees to take her away and like try to hide her out across the galaxy. It's really good. Empress. Wow. So yeah. Empress, that's what it's called? Yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you for those questions. And for hey, sure. keep sending us to the page. Yeah, send more questions. You can, cool. you can find us on at the long box on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can find us at, at plus Waco comics on both of those platforms as well. Yep. You can find me at Armando Ramirez underscore art on Instagram. You can find me at Joey GNZLS on Instagram and Joey Gonzalez on Facebook. And you can find me at imaginary heroics on Instagram, the tumblers and Danny Flores on Facebook. Oh yeah. I'm also imaginary heroics on Facebook too. Shout out to Rogue Media Network for letting us come in here and talk comics. And we'll see you guys next time. For sure. Later, guys. Peace.